What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sean Callahan should join us uh, moments away. He's not there yet, is he? No, he's not there. Uh, we, if Rico could uh, give, dial him up, uh, that'd be great. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com uh, to join us. Uh, what was your thought, your first thought, Adrian Martinez to Kansas State? Uh, I'm happy to see him go there. I mean, it's because it's a drivable distance. Nebraska's got a, the, the bye week that we can go down and watch him at, uh, play Oklahoma State. You going right. to come with me? I would love it. I mean, I am rooting hard for Adrian yeah. Martinez. I hope he, I hope he is Big Twelve Player of the Year. Um, this year they're they're going, what well, they're playing LSU uh, in a bowl game. Yeah, um, they had a decent year. I I, I just think uh, I I think he'll do really really well in that 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 is a league that doesn't really play defense. Uh, it seems a like level. a good fit. And usually Kansas State's good when they have a mobile quarterback. And um, Skylar Thompson's been mobile, but was kind of beat up this yeah. last year, so wasn't able to use his legs as much. Uh, let's ask Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. Sean, wh- what do you make of Adrian headed to Kansas State? Is that a good fit, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in, in a lot of ways. Obviously, for his personal life, I mean, his girlfriend, which, I mean, I'd imagine they've been going out long enough, probably could be his wife someday, um, is down there, and he's been down there. In fact, before any of this all happened um, during the season, I remember talk, I've been to Manhattan a lot, and Adrian and I talked about going to Manhattan before because he'd go down there to see his girlfriend, and she'd come up here to see him. It's two hours away. Um, you know, and Skylar Thompson was in his final year. Will Hubert, the backup there, has not really been that great. Um, and then, you know, Jake Rubley, their four-star recruit, has not panned out. So, I mean, it's a even even with him coming off shoulder surgery and missing the spring, it's pretty well paved that he's going to be the guy there. And um, you know, it's for Kansas State's program. That's about as big of a boost nationally as they've gotten with the addition of a player in a long, long time. I mean, they they they've not gotten this type of notoriety in a while, and it'll be interesting. I think a lot of people will be curious what he'll bring down there, and I'm sure even the Big Twelve as a league and their TV contract is happy because it adds this much more intrigue. To some more games, having Kansas State led by Adrian Martinez now. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff in the portal. I mean, guys are moving quickly, and and that's what's kind of interesting. I mean, Cal jumped on top of Jake Plummer uh, today. Michael Penix is out. Mike uh, Miles Brennan went back to LSU. It kind of there's not you know kind of all the suitors or some of them are kind of shrinking. And Nebraska's still uh, out there looking for somebody. And Caden Slovish seems to be the biggest name, um, at least connected to Nebraska at this point. Would you agree? Yeah, I think Slovis is probably where you go now. I mean, they had 
you know, their sights on Hayner from Fresno first. And I think there was something there, but Hayner getting a second transfer waiver would have been really hard to do. And they call it the one-time transfer rule and you would have had to get a waiver. It wasn't a sure, sure thing. So his options pretty much were stay at Fresno or go pro and, you know, Miles Brennan, I think they were in it. I mean, they visited him and it went pretty far along. Bill Bush, who had coached LSU with him, was leading the recruitment. But I got the impression that Brian Kelly has told him, hey, you know, you got a pretty good chance to be my starter. Uh, why don't you just stay here? And he did. So, um, yeah, now now you're on uh, to the next logical option. And um, Slovis makes sense. And we know Mark Whipple has actually already recruited uh, Chubba Purdy as well. Um, so to me, those are the two I'd watch, but Slovis appears to be maybe uh, their top target right now. Well, Nebraska did pick up a wide receiver commit today to help a guy like Slovis, uh, Dakotas Crawford. Uh, he was an LSU commit. Obviously, it was a Mickey Joseph-related flip. How big of a get is this for Nebraska? Well, you, you know, you look at the class. Grant Page was committed for quite a while since June, and um, he went his own way, and I think it was kind of a mutual parting. And just said, "Hey, you know, we got a new receivers coach, and he's going to get his own guys here." And apologize, but you know, Grant Page ended up going to Colorado, and that left the door open for somebody, and somebody is, and Nicholas Crawford. And you know, you talk about talent of receiver down in Louisiana. There's a lot of guys that can play receiver in that part of the country, and LSU can take whoever they want. And for them to take Nicholas Crawford tells you. You know, he's, I think Mickey Joseph is very confident to get him up to Lincoln. Would you say that uh, he's one of the, at least for the class, um, one of the leaders maybe to be able to play right away? Or do you think there are too many guys that are going to help out right away? Oh, it's so hard to tell anymore. Um, but Jaden Gold, I think, um, and, and Singleton are going to have a great opportunity in the secondary simply based on Nebraska loses three of their four top players in the back end. Um, so I think those secondary guys is where I lean towards. Um, but receiver is a position where young guys can come in and play. Running backs one, Emma Johnson. We just don't really know, you know, how he's going to blend into that deal. But um, typically with running backs, you know right away if a guy can play. So yeah, receiver. Um, you know, Victor Jones too. I'd put him up in that same category. Uh, Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. I'm sure you've uh, had a chance to chat with new offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. He talked about his, uh, his scheme, but he says it's not really based on uh, a particular offensive scheme, more on what he has available on the roster, and Caden Slovis might tr- change uh, all that. But what did you gather as to what the, the offense might look like under Mark Whipple? Yeah, th- this guy is a professional football coach that knows how to make work what he has. And... Um, or, and he's not going to just force something. He's not going to say, I'm going to run this, and that's it. Um, I think he's going to – he's been around enough football and understands the game enough that he's going to build this thing around what makes sense. And you saw what he did at Pitt. I mean, Pat Narduzzi was not an offensive guy. He's a defensive coordinator head coach, and he took his offense and made it one of the best in the country, and they won the ACC. Um, so, you know, that, that to me is as impressive as anything – um, you know, and if you would have told me two weeks ago that, hey, Nebraska is going to get the offensive coordinator that ran the entire offense for the ACC champions that sent their quarterback to the Heisman Trophy, um, I, I would have said, no way. I mean, so I, I think it's a really good hire just on the surface when you look at all the factors. But most importantly, he's a guy that you can tell Scott Frost trusts him to run the show so he can kind of step away and run this football team. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Rubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. And it's interesting, as you look at the names they're looking at in the portal or, or have, have looked at, they're all kind of pocket passers. Um, do, do you think that that's kind of where this is is, is, is headed toward? I know they, they're not going to give their hand about what the, the, the offense is going to look like, but you have to imagine if they're, if they're just only after pocket passers um, that that's you know, kind of where the offense is going toward more of the Whipple side than the Frost side. And then the other part of that is um, where does that leave Logan Smothers, particularly if you bring in somebody for that um, type of offense as far as the quarterback battle goes well it's just too early i mean everyone's already ready to like ask if logan smothers is transferring i mean he, he could still be the starter you know and mm. i think we we've got to just let this play out and um they, i think the data tells you if you let your quarterback get hit in this conference or the sec it's just like the nfl your guy's not going to make it i mean nebraska's quarterback this year adrian martinez broke his jaw suffered a high ankle sprain and tore his labrum. <laughs> so and every other year he also got hurt. Um, you know, he was really hurt at the end of last year and his sophomore year um, had to have surgery and was hurt after that year and his freshman year he missed games. So I, I do think there's something to it that in this league, if you put your quarterback through, you know, 10 physical runs a game or whatever the number is, that's that's over a hundred carries in a year. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of carries, yeah. and um, you, you've got to protect that guy. And I think Mark Whipple um, really believes in protecting his quarterback. And I do think, though, if there's a third and five, and you can get it, you better get it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm not. I, I don't know if having your quarterback carry it twenty times is what what they're going to be doing. Uh, Sean Callahan is our guest every Friday. HuskerOnline.com. Of course, Nebraska lost Cam Jurgens, one of their leaders on offense. Uh, so somebody's going to have to step up at center, or maybe it's through the portal. But after quarterback, what are Nebraska's biggest needs, do you think? Um, well, they, they've really shored up in the secondary now. Um, I, I, I still think um, Nebraska offensive line is, with, without a doubt, where I would lean today. Um, I, I think they would like to probably get two portal guys on the line to, to go with what they have because um, – there's about six guys that can play, I think, right now, maybe seven. It just depends on how it all plays out. Uh, but they need a few more in there to, to compete with Donovan Riola uh, to give him what he needs. Clearly, defensive line, they would like at least one more body in there, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I think everybody in the country wants a pass rusher in the portal, and everybody in the country would take a 6-2 corner if he's in the portal. Um, it, it's funny, the same guys Nebraska offers, everybody offers. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's like an Albany defensive end and an East Tennessee offensive mm-hmm. lineman and a, and a um, Colgate offensive lineman, um, you know, or, you know, Cornell, excuse mm-hmm. me. And, you know, the, 
they, they make these offers, then the same guy will get 20 or 30 of these offers. So, um, you know, the, it's very much when you study the portal, it's kind of a copycat deal. The same guys are getting the offers, and then now it's a, a race to who can get the visits. Uh, going to the, the national topic uh, real quick that I, I wanted to hit on is is basically I'm pretty disappointed in the Peach Bowl. Everybody's sitting out. Kenny Pickett's Man. out. Uh, Kenneth Walker's out. Obviously, Mark Whipple's moved on. There's a lot of coaching movement um, during this before the bowl season. Obviously, Notre Dame's going to coach, uh, have a new coach. Oklahoma's going to have a new coach. And I, I know that that stuff has happened in the past. But, I mean, are we training more and more toward a <laughs> – a, a, a case where the, the bowl games almost shouldn't count because that, that's not going to reflect Pitt or Michigan State's season really at all. Yeah, we saw last year uh, Florida had a bunch of guys not play, and they got drilled by Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. Um, and, you know, think about four years ago, Scott Frost stuck around to coach the Peach Bowl. And, you know, you can agree or disagree if that was the right decision. I mean, it, it was really, really taxing on him to do. But he was flying cross-country to make every one of the bowl practices for Florida or for Central Florida for the Peach Bowl and they treated that like a big game Auburn treated it like a big game and it, it was a big game um, but yeah in four years it's really really changed I think that's why you're going to see this playoff expand to 12 teams or eight teams whatever the number is uh, just because by simply doing that you secure the historical prevalence of the game and the history of the game is built on these bowl games and the postseason and if the best players don't play in these games it really kind of tarnishes the history of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just think about great moments like Joe Montana playing in the Cotton Bowl and, you know, just things like that that maybe wouldn't have happened. Uh, and Dominican Sue, like, think about in 09, like, would a Dominican Sue have played in the Holiday Bowl against Arizona now? Yeah. I mean, the, no. The, the numbers probably say no. Um, so, so much, yeah, has changed. Um, and, you know, it started with Christian McCaffrey. He was the first guy yeah. to do it, opt out of the Sun Bowl for Stanford. And it's kind of started a trend from that that moment on. And it makes me think, maybe if name, image, and likeness takes off, you can pay guys for playing in a bowl game. Uh, maybe that's a carrot that goes forward. I'm wondering because I'm thinking out loud, basically, Sean, here. I mean, Texas is, has a $10 million pot for name, image, and likeness. Tom Brady has just attached his name to it and, uh, you know, hired out you know guys like Cade McNamara to wear his clothes and promote his clothes. Uh, where is this going? I mean, as far as Nebraska is concerned, how much will they benefit going forward from name, image, and likeness? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, Nebraska has not been as public about things, but uh, and a lot of people have, and that's the thing. I, I think we're only seeing like one out of a hundred things happening. There's a lot of things happening with name, image, and likeness that people have no idea about anywhere. And yeah, I, I could tell you, I mean, Nebraska um, has done a lot. Um, and volleyball, football, basketball, particularly, have really have already benefited from it. And it's, it's still in the infancy stages. And um, I, I think when you see these big things happening, um, like the Texas offensive line deal, as a Nebraska person, you're like, we're getting our butt kicked right now in this. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily accurate. We'll, we'll see where this all goes. Um, but I, I do think Nebraska has a lot of money. Um, with with its supporters being raised up for NIL, and it's going to push five six million dollars within a year. Um, you know, I really believe that from what, the things I hear, and we'll see where it's at um, by that point a year from now. Uh, but yeah, it's still very much early on. Um, but every school essentially has formed an organization of their boosters 
that work together in NIL. And then yeah. that's what NIL is essentially. NIL started out as a cool Trey McGrown's Gallons, Bryce yeah. McGowan's podcast and the Machacho's burrito ad. Hey. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was like, hey, this is cool. Yeah. You know, uh, they, got a, they got a burrito ad. And, <laughs> oh, these guys got a couple hundred bucks for this or that. Now NIL is like the richest people that support programs. Yeah figuring out ways to donate their money to make it legalized NIL uh, earnings. I mean, everybody's driving a car these days. I mean, a car that is, you know, basically a lease, a free lease. Uh, It's crazy uh, where it's gone. There's uh, four dealerships, I think, involved in NIL, and there's at least 15 cars out to Nebraska athletes right now. And I mean, but none of that's been advertised. I mean, I, I don't know the thought on that, but, you know, like, I think we all think, oh, if we're not seeing or hearing the dollar amounts, nothing's happening. But there's stuff happening. I mean, there are athletes getting free apartments now for NIL opportunities, um, free housing. Um, there's a lot of different things besides just cash payouts. Yeah. And, you know, but it, it, it's all got to be legal, too. It's all got to kind of check out through and be reported to the school through yeah. their reporting systems. And um, then the, the compliance people look at it, too. But, yeah, it's, it, there's no slowing this thing down. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you say $6 million in an NIL pot. I mean, just a, a year ago, would you have guessed that? No. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, that's where if, we are. If you didn't have something organized like a group, and that's what the major schools are all doing, I mean, it, it, it's going to be hard to compete. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Uh, Sean Callahan, host of the Husker Online Show, every Saturday morning. Uh, what's going on tomorrow morning at eight? Well, we'll uh, recap signing day as well. We'll give some final thoughts. Robin Washington and I will also talk Nebraska basketball the week that was and get ready for their showdown against um, the Kansas State Wildcats on uh, on Sunday in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Great stuff, Sean oh, Callahan. Also, Travis Vokalek will join me too oh, as we oh, talk more about his decision to come back for a sixth season. Oh, good deal. Um, appreciate the time, Sean. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Thanks, Sean Callahan, host of the Husker Online Show every Saturday morning right here on ninety-three-seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com at eight a.m. Let's get to break. Come back with Rico and the Blog Jock. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.